0: Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash ETM. Hey, I'm Shauna Compton Game. This is Millennial Money. And today we have a Millennial Music Chat with Skating Polly.
1: Millennial Money with Shauna Compton Game.
0: It will expand your brain.
2: Hey there, welcome to another edition of Lifestyle Thursday for Millennial Money. We appreciate your time, we appreciate you joining us for this episode, and we think we have a good one in store for you. So, the band Skating Polly is a family affair alternative punk band from Oklahoma with sister Peyton Big Horse on guitar, brother Curtis Mayo on drums and sister Kelly Mayo playing the guitar bass hybrid instrument, which is called a bassitar, and that's an instrument that is not widely used. So, which shows how interesting, how cool this band could actually be. And even though Skating Polly is a young band, their musical roots and rock and roll historic knowledge run really deep. With influences from The Beatles to L.A. Punk Legends X, which is one of my favorite bands, to the Femme Fatale groundbreaking artists, which is Liz Fair, to the wall of sound that was the mega gods Nirvana. We had a lot of fun chatting with this young millennial band about how the sisters formed this group after a Halloween party when they're at ages 9 and 14, so they've been pretty much had music around them all their lives and been into music all their lives. How they write songs on their ukulele why they're on the road, because that's just a lot easier to write with, especially when you're traveling by car, van, or something like that. And we also chatted about what music they're listening to on their playlists on Spotify and other things that they're listening to, and they had some really uh, great tips. This artist Jenny O, who they're going to talk about I absolutely love Jenny O, and you. We need to check her out as well too, and hopefully we can get her on the podcast coming up in 2018. Now, speaking of 2018, Scott Skating Polly actually just finished recording a new album just uh, about a month ago, and that will be coming out in 2018. We'll have the link to their website on our website, so take a look. You know, take a listen to their album coming up in 2018. They're actually currently on the road right now. Through uh, several dates in December So if they are in your neck of the woods You definitely want to catch a show They are one of the best live bands around right now Especially young live acts right now So you want to check them out Again, their link will be on our website So enjoy our conversation With the band and family Skating Polly
1: Charlie to go to bed. I know he was much too fast for this.
2: So you guys growing up in in Oklahoma, what was the music scene kind of that you guys kind of grew up with and that kind of influenced you to get into music in the first place?
1: Well, um, this is Kelly, by the way. Uh, I mean, before we started playing shows and stuff, um, I... I was like, we were raised on a lot of really cool music. And so that was probably the biggest thing, was just like the music we were listening to at home. And then Peyton uh, would get online uh, the website for this local venue called The Conservatory at the time. And, uh, she was, because they had all ages shows there and they were only like 10 bucks. Right? Mm, right. And so every week she would find a show. She would listen to all the bands on the page and she would like pick like the most punk one or like the most catchy band. And we'd go to their show. And uh, I mean, we just were really kind of starstruck by everyone. Like anytime we got to meet the band, which was like every time pretty much a, a small venue, like maybe a 150, 200 cap room. Um, We were just, like, so, like, I don't know, just, like, we felt like, oh, my gosh, we're really meeting people. This is the real deal. (laughs) And past that, because it was, like, you know, a local venue, we'd see the open bands, Mm -hmm. and I don't know, there were a lot of really cool bands when we first started. Uh, I remember, like, Garage Rock was really big. Like, that was, like, the kind of, like, hit phase that everyone was going through. so There was, like, a lot of Garage Rock bands, um... There was, like, really good folk artist, this girl, mm-hmm. Crane, still making music. Who's was, like, one of our
2: favorites. Um, I don't know. It was yeah. cool well, That's, that's kind of interesting. You, you always didn't want to think that Oklahoma maybe would have that kind of the music scene. So I think that that's interesting that you guys kind of were surrounded by that.
1: Yeah, it was, like, small, and, and, and um, everyone kind of... I mean, people... Did a lot, lot of different stuff. It it really wasn't like everyone was making the same Mm. kind of music. I feel like, Um, and because it was small, like everyone kind of supported each other. And I mean, we got our first show because this local like sound engineer, Chris Harris, uh, like came to our house to help us make our first record Mm. because we were recording at our house. And um, Mm. he like we gave him all these business cards we'd made. And he, he handed them out to like local bands, and he talked to the local bands. And then a couple months later, we got a message, like after, like with a support slot for some CD release really show. We were so excited. We became obsessed with that band's music,
2: and it was really really cool. And you guys actually kind of formed uh, kind of out of a Halloween fo- uh, party that you guys were were playing at. Was that the, is that the story?
1: Um yeah, it was it was our our family was throwing a Halloween party, and we were just kind of. I mean, we I guess we'd been playing around uh, on the on instruments for a while, but at the Halloween party is really where we were playing, and we thought that, like, oh, wow, we could really do this. We could play music together. We actually kind of had this audience, like, built in that mm. just had to listen to whatever we were doing. So I think that was maybe the main part. we like, we're, well, we just played our first show at this Halloween party, but now we're supposed to
2: um, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> nice. There's like
1: like alt graders who would much rather be listening to Anna Montana, but it was still an audience, you
2: know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That totally counts. Um, <laughs> I like how you guys describe that your music—that's uh, what you call uh, fashionable. Always, try, you know, you're always kind of trying to do new things. Um, what, what do you guys always like? Because you guys are in the, in the studio right now, right? You're gonna, you're, or you're heading into the studio.
1: We just finished up two weeks in the
2: studio with Brad Wood, He
1: was like one of the coolest producers alive
2: <laughs> but but you guys are you guys always trying to do something new every time you go into the studio?
1: yeah, but not necessarily like inspired by like the new things that that are coming out like i I think I am we're always like trying to evolve and I mean, literally every song we write, we try to put something that we've never done before that we couldn't do. Like, I'll, I'll put bass parts in my songs that I can't play yet, in the hopes that I'll, I'll get I Or I have gotten. Like, well, I'm never gonna learn this. So, <laughs> but yeah, I. That's kind of the the fun part is like we are always trying to change and we're always trying to find like. It's funny like, Curtis. Um, my brother and he's also in our band now. He's mm, over there. Yeah. In the the <laughs> he's Really good about anytime he rolls out a genre or a band, he can like go find, like find the exception to that, and he'll be like, actually, there is one really good rap country song, and then he like plays your <laughs> thing, and you're like, wow. So you know, on the in that same on the same note, we try to like consume a lot of things and just, you know, be inspired. by it. And, and maybe it doesn't come across, but I'll take notes from really weird things and I'll reference really weird things in my songs that the song probably doesn't sound anything like. But, you know, it helps the song be cooler and different. <laughs> as,
2: as long as it works for you then, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, how was it playing with, you know, maybe just, you guys had playing with some of your heroes, you know, like like X and... Uh, you know, Veruca Saltz, Luis Post, and, and Nina Gordon on the last album, stuff like that, and you guys opened for X, and X Scene produced one of your albums, stuff like that. How is the, how is the influence in working with those kind of artists on, on a younger band like yourself?
1: Well, a lot of our heroes are just really, truly authentic people, so I think that has influenced us a lot to try to be as authentic as we can be and try to just put as much of ourselves into our music as possible. And I mean, plus they're really great songwriters so that it can't be bad to be around. Yeah. I think, um, you just, I mean, each of them has different things. It's not like you take away one message from them, but I mean, from being, being around your heroes and stuff, it, it kind of, it makes you incredibly grateful and it, and, I think it it makes us really want to like, you know, support whoever whoever we find out about and like or or whatever you know because it's like we were given this amazing opportunity and I we're not on that same scale as them yet but I just kind of want to give anyone that I I I whose music I appreciate and who's not getting enough attention as much attention as possible. <laughs>
2: Yeah, well, and that's also maybe different too that, than just opening for them. You know, these guys are actually working with you because they like your guys' music. So that's that's kind of cool that you know that your your heroes, if you will, you know, kind of they like your music as well.
1: Yeah, it can be it can be kind of intimidating. Scary, <laughs> sure. Too. I um, I mean, like on this last tour, for instance, Exene had sent us lyrics mm-hmm. to a song called Queen for Day, and she just pretty much sent me this poem, and she was like you want to use these for song lyrics? would be cool for you guys. Whatever I was like, of course I want to use these for song lyrics. You have my favorite lyrics. So I took that. And I took this poem and um, wrote a song with Peyton and Curtis pretty much in that practice. And then like, I expanded on it. We added all these parts. And we'd been playing it, like, like really rehearsing it for a while. Like, behind the scenes of a lot of tours. We've been rehearsing it, but we haven't broken it out officially yet. Mm-hmm. And then the first show of our last tour with X, I was like, okay, I'm going to play Queen Bird next." And she was, like, watching on the side of the stage, and I was like, I could completely disappoint her right now. I could, like, be <laughs> annoyed. Like, what if she hates this song? And she's like, well, and those are my words. How am I going to ask for these bags? But, uh, <laughs> I don't know, though. Cause, and so we played it, and and I looked over there, and she was, like, hearing and just, like, being, like, so sweet. And it was, like, one of the greatest feelings of my life. And then I, I so far, like, you know, that, it was also kind of a lesson, though. It's, like, if, if you just do you and you're not trying to, like, cater to someone else, like, I didn't go into writing that song. To make it sound like x or to like mm-hmm. based off of the same venue it seemed like I just kind of wrote a kind of song that I was in the mood for and I was actually kind of scared that it was different for most things it seemed like but she liked it because she likes us and she like trusts us and I think that's one thing that all of the really cool musicians and like our idols that we've been able to work with have in common is that they kind of just trust us and they want us to be us and they don't want to try to like warm us or, or make them uh, make us just like them in any way they just want us to like do us and them. they've been really endlessly supportive
2: and cool well you you mentioned too about them being good good songwriters too is it is that something you guys pick up through them and and like you pick up techniques and just like how, how to write a song and how they write songs and stuff well i mean in
1: some ways yeah we, we do pick up a lot of Little tricks and techniques from them, especially like whenever we were working with Nina and Louise in the studio. They, like, we would they would just do things that we'd never done before, and we've like reused those in songs now. And I'm sure, like listening to their music and like years, like years before we started our band, really helped form how we write songs. And yeah, I think that if we hadn't heard their music, we would be writing. A lot differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and every time we get to like, I, I feel like every time I see these bands live, or or, or well, you know, with Nina and Louise, right with them, I become like a, a super mega fan. Mm-hmm. Like I, I like the, even more so than before. Like like a soccer fan. Like I get on their website, <laughs> yeah, I read everything about them, or <laughs> interview, and I like become obsessed because it's just like. I mean, so far, at least, with, with, you know, all these people, I've just, I have picked up on little things. Like, Xene changes her vocals for every single show. Right. And so that I just want to, like, change my songs. And, you know, because she says, you know, well, it's one thing to play a song a thousand times, but can you play, you know, in a thousand different ways? And I love that. So I'm just, like, that, that really stuck with me. And then Xene Louise, I would be writing something in her I thought we just added some crazy weird things to a song and I was like, well does fit do and then they you know they'd be like, well when we go back to the first and it was like it's just interesting like hearing people refer to things as different things, hearing how they're mind-processing it and then it's like, oh I guess that is kind of all we just did and then he definitely pick up on those tricks from everyone or, and and at least I, I tried to I, I very intensely watch every single person and even if I can't like take away that trick and learn it mm-hmm. myself. I've definitely, like, noticed it because I'm
2: gushing over
0: them. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because, let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals, so you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com ETM. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks and they even allow customers to submit suggestions vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This, my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third-party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash ETM for your extended 30-day free trial. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited and it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found quince and I am in love. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash etm to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash etm. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied. Or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know, it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete.me. That's why I personally choose Delete.me. Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft, doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using DeleteMe, and I got my regular personalized privacy report. (laughs) I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide DeleteMe with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one-time service. Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. I don't know. Maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at NerdWallet.com. NerdWallet, finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply.
2: Uh, well, I also read that you guys, you guys like when you're on the road and stuff. You guys like to, to write with the, your ukulele. Uh, is that a lot easier sometimes, or, or is that just sort of a different way to hear a song?
1: For for the car, it can be yeah. A, it's, it's a lot easier to write with the ukulele just because you can write in the car and it doesn't make <laughs> a you're Not like banging, <laughs> banging your band with the head of the guitar banging the right. window, <laughs> causing like clattering. Or if you're like just an unplugged electric guitar, you can mostly just do the strumming. Yeah. <laughs> so the you can, can be really good for that, but then it also comes with some drawbacks. Just because there's only so much you can do with it at, at our level, at least, because we don't we're not celiac. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So and then uh, it you usually will transfer it over to like another instrument, guitar, bass, guitar. of guitar. Um. Yeah, and for a while we carried around this little like Barbie plastic kids guitar that we got from Walmart um it did not stay in tune and it was like it was like we we uh we did a skating stencil on the back of it and it was probably not even three feet long I think it was like it was the size it was the size of like a two big ukulele right right the the worst sound ever and uh we had it during like the first time we ever went on to a when we were for third record. And there's, like, a video of us. It was, like, in a different key, too. Even if you put it into it, it was, like, definitely a different key. It was like, a video of us. Kate agreed to do, play us on, like, sing us on one of our songs. Mm. So we were practicing it backstage on this, like, like, fucking just weird-ass ukulele or <laughs> guitar thing. Right. And then we, like, go and play it live, and it's, like, in a completely different key. And I'm, like, oh, well, good thing. Like, Kate's a professional because she was not... <laughs> Like this is not what we set her up for. The rawness, the neck, and all that. like whenever you tune it, it just bends every time. One of
2: those things. That's funny. Well, what have you guys kind of learned? You know, at, just as, as yourself. I mean, because essentially you guys have a small business here. What have you kind of learned in, in the music business? You know, at through the years and, and releasing album after album.
1: Oh, a lot of things. I don't know. Let me let me think on like on the most important helpful thing I've learned. It's like anytime you like feel really upset about something, like maybe you play a show that was like eighteen thousand miles away and mm-hmm. you like had to spend all this money to get there or something and you got paid like a hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. And it's like God, I'm not <laughs> or, or like you like let this mix go of your song that you like hate or something like mm-hmm. that, or you, or you played a show and like all of your instruments just, like, evaporated <laughs> into thin air, like, right? it's like, you're keeping going, and you're always going to have more, so as long as you don't stop, it just, it's like, you're not, you're not going to be held to that thing, you know, like, mm. you're, as as you just keep going, and it's like, you always have a chance to, like, better yourself, and... And to kind of, you know, leave that even further in the dust or, or, or come back from something, you know? And it's, and that's what's kind of great. It's like, it's, even when things get really frustrating, you can always just, you know, you can always come back from it so so much and, and make everything, like, way better and, and, and completely forget about it almost, you know? Like, you, you yeah. learn from it, or, but but it's, it's never the end of the world. And, and sometimes that's really hard. Like, sometimes you have a bad show and you're just, like, gosh, dang it, someone's going to post that on YouTube, and they're just going to have my monitor mix. And... But it's like, yeah, but so what? <laughs> You're going to play a lot of shows, and you can't control that stuff. And then also, the thing is, like, your heroes have had way worse shows mm-hmm. or way worse experiences. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you kind of have to have those bad things or those, like, gross, grimy encounters or whatever to kind of like, well, yeah, to learn how to deal with it, so it won't happen anymore.
2: Right. Well, and you, and you guys are are headed out on the road too now. Coming up in December uh, for a string of dates. Is it? And you guys are headlining too. How? What's the difference between when you guys are headlining a show and when you guys are opening a show?
1: Um, I. The, I guess the main difference would just be like, whenever we're headlining, the majority of the people are coming to like see us and they don't just happen to see us hmm. yeah but what? but me with my like stage right <laughs> in the roses, like every show i'm convinced like nope they're here for the opening band nope nope they hate us nope. <laughs> um, but i don't necessarily think that that makes being the headliner just like better i think i i think that it's great to be the opener and have people just happen to see us and then like start following us and then come to see us next time whenever we mm-hmm. headline. Um so I guess that's the main difference. But there's really great things about both I feel like yeah, I feel like when you're the headliner it's like the mission is to like exceed the expectation. Mm-hmm. And when you're the opening band, it's like to win people over. Because they're like out there like oh, uh, I'm going to just talk. It's, it's the opening band now. I'm going to go 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 get a drink. And then you have to, like, catch them in that moment, like, walk them to the bathroom or whatever. Like, you have to do something. So, I mean, pretty much it's the same thing, but you, like, look at it in these different ways. And then also, headlining, you have to have more stamina because it's a yeah. longer set. <laughs> yeah. But,
0: <laughs> yeah. So
1: like, because on the X tour, John, you know, John Doe from X, yeah. <laughs> kept being, like, uh, we're going to have a base-off, okay? A, or no, it was a stamina-off, specifically. It was mm-hmm. like... It was, yeah, and they were playing, like, an hour-30-minute set, and we were doing, like, 30-45 minutes every <laughs> night. I just ran all this crazy stuff. But even though I was doing that, John Doe... was. I, don't, I was just, It all started from me remarking, like, how much stamina he has. I think he has way more stamina than I do, and he's way older than me, you know? Like, right. he can just... Going and he's like spraying sweat everywhere, and he's just like pretty exciting to watch. And uh, I, it was funny because at the end of the thing, I was like, We're well, won tonight, John. And he was like, Well, we can't really determine that. But you guys play an hour and 30 minutes, we play 45
2: minutes.
1: <laughs> 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 you win again. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, that's, a, that's an interesting way to approach things, too, by, you're like, are, are they going to like the opening act? Because so many times I go to see shows, and n- and now through the years I've seen shows, and you're like, oh, wait, they, you know, you, now a band came up, and you're like, oh, wait, I saw them open for such and such, you know, before they were yep. kind of anything. So you never know who you could discover, too, when you go see shows like that. So, yeah, you, you guys have to have that mindset of, like, hey, yeah, we're going to be that new band that people discover. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so, like, you don't want
1: to talk about yourself too much. Yeah. So, like, they- care. If you for, for X or K-X, for Deerhooks, or you know, for, you know whoever. and then headlining, you do kind of want to talk about yourself. Right. But
2: then it's
1: like, I do know. It's just different. Right. It's different. And for me, it's like, I still can't get over, like, like, when we played, we came back home in May, and we played, like, in Oklahoma for the mm-hmm. first time in, like, a year or 2
2: mm-hmm.
1: Two years. And we've, like, this whole venue was packed. And I was like, nope, they must be into those people. <laughs> but they were awesome. I knew a lot of these people. Like, even if I didn't know them, I knew them. <laughs> and so, like, we get up there, and it was just like, I don't know. It was really great experience, because they, they really were. Like, they knew our songs, mm-hmm. and they, like, wanted to listen to what I had to say. And it was, like, in the middle of, like, or it was right after us, opening for X. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of a weird change. But, like, okay, like, they're not just waiting for X. I'm, like, excited because there's a cool open span. They're, like, here for me. And that's, that was kind of, like, strange. It was, like, wow. <laughs>
2: right. St- strange, strange but really cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So you guys have the album, you guys are, has the new album complete? Do you guys have a release date uh, sometime, like, next year or something? Yes, but we can't
1: announce
2: it. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. We have, we have the recording set. We're done with recording. Yeah. We have to mix it, master it, do like all the like extra stuff, artwork, um, title. Um, there's, there's still a lot to do, and we don't have the exact release date, but you know, sometime next year.
2: Right. Awesome. That's we'll, it. well, we'll definitely, we'll definitely, <laughs> we'll definitely look forward to that. So, the last question I have for you guys: um, What are some of the, the the bands that you guys are listening to maybe these days on Spotify or where, wherever you guys are listening to music these days? Or in their, Anything new and interesting that you guys are listening to?
1: We are, like, really obsessed with this girl, Ginny O. Okay.
2: Um,
1: she's I, she's just an incredible songwriter. I love her song. I can, like, put her on shuffle and just, like, always... I haven't heard, like, a bad song by her yet. Mm. And um, it's just... It's really good. Uh, and then also... I mean, so we were just making our albums of the year list, so these are kind of fresh on the month. But yeah. um, this band that we, like... All three of us have been obsessed with this year's Charlie Bliss. Hmm. and they've been getting a lot of attention lately. Like, I just I feel like they're going to be huge. They're like, we we got to see them on an off day on one of our tours this year, and they have just like such an exciting, like loving, happy show. It's like happy, but also loud and like fun. I think they sound like like um, I don't I hate saying girl Weezer because it's just a girl singer, <laughs> but like, right? Home? really poppy like rocking mm-hmm. amazing songs and then, like Eva, I'm just obsessed with her voice and she has these stark lyrics kind of like Liz Bear or something. Peyton? Um, yeah, obviously two Kelly just mentioned, I have not been able to swim off Jenny O. Like that's all I looked to do with Literally. <laughs> all I listen to do. Right. And then um I really love Carcia Headrest. Um,
2: <clears throat> yeah.
1: Yeah. And then the Orwells, we love their new album and their other album, their first album, yeah, second yeah. album. I don't know. They're so cool. Um, yeah, they're great. Um, to, this trip, honestly, though, for me, kind of been, like, a more, like, digging into older music yeah. year. Like, I've become obsessed with Joni Mitchell. Mm. I, Blue finally clipped with me. <laughs> I, like, went on this, like, very, like, Castartic mm-hmm. walk through my neighborhood listening to Blue mm-hmm. uh, as the sun was going down, and I was it all makes sense. <laughs> 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 I'm listening to the music. If it wasn't for Kelly, I don't think I'd ever listen to anything except Elliot Smith and Nutrimoc. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, I'm actually the worst about this <laughs> question. <laughs> i heard it actually. Ernest is always the one bringing music to I was like, no, play that pop song I've heard a billion times. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly well thank you for your time guys I totally appreciate it so where can we find uh, you know your Skating Poly music uh, on your website and stuff
1: Um, you can I mean you can find us it's like streaming everywhere I feel mm-hmm. like it's on you we have like a billion YouTube videos um, I don't know how in stock so there website but it's just skatingpoly.com
0: So if you're looking to discover some new music, check out Skating Polly. As always, we'll have all the links in the show notes. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Shauna Game. You can check out Jeff on Instagram at The Traveling Game. And if you love this podcast, do me a favor, share it with your friends, shout it out on social media, head on over to the link in the show notes, and leave us a review. (laughs)